Hello and welcome to the Chemistry Made Simple podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Macario, and this is the podcast where you get chemistry confident. This episode is the last in our short series on periodicity, and this time we're going to be looking at trends in ionization energy across the period. So in this episode, firstly, we're going to look at what is ionization energy. Then we're going to look at the trend across the period. And finally, we're going to look at how we can predict the element using a set of ionization energies. So what is ionization energy? Well, it's the amount of energy required to remove one mole of electrons from one mole of gaseous atoms or gaseous ions. And it's measured in kilojoules per mole. For the moment, we're interested in the energy it takes to remove one mole of electrons from one mole of gaseous atoms. And this is known as the first ionization energy because we're removing the first electron from an atom. What is the trend in first ionization energy across period three? There is a general increase in ionization energy as we start with sodium and move across the period towards argon. Why an increase? Well, it's because as we go across the period, there are more protons in the nucleus of atoms, and therefore there is a greater nuclear charge, a greater positive charge in the nucleus. And that means the electrons are attracted more strongly to the nucleus and therefore require more energy to remove them, to remove that first electron. More energy required for that removal means a higher ionization energy. But that increase across the group isn't smooth like you might expect. In fact, there is a drop in first ionization energy between magnesium and aluminium. Why is that? Magnesium in group 2 has two electrons in the third shell and they're both in the 3s orbital. So that first ionization energy is removing an electron from a 3s orbital. Compare that with aluminium. Aluminium has three electrons in period 3. Two of them are in the 3s orbital and one is in the 3p orbital. The p orbital electron is in a higher energy level than the electrons in the s orbital. So it requires less energy to remove a 3p electron than a 3s electron. Therefore, the first ionization energy of aluminium is a little lower than you might expect and it's actually a little lower than that for magnesium. Okay, so there's also a slight drop in first ionization energy between phosphorus and sulfur. Both of those have electrons being moved from 3p orbitals. So what's going on there? Both phosphorus and sulfur, of course, have full 3s orbital and some electrons in 3p orbitals as well. And in both cases, the first ionization energy is removing an electron from a 3p orbital. Group 6 sulfur has four electrons in 3p orbitals. Now remember, there are only three 3p orbitals. So that means one of those orbitals must have two electrons in it. And the electrons in that particular orbital are paired up and because they're both negatively charged, of course, they repel each other to some extent. And that repulsion results in the ionization energy for removing one of those electrons being slightly lower than if it wasn't paired up. Compare that with phosphorus in group five. Phosphorus has three electrons in 3p orbitals, so they're all unpaired. There's no repulsion going on between electrons, and therefore there's no repulsion effect on the first ionization energy of phosphorus. So is this situation unique to group three? No, this pattern of the increase across a period stuttering between the group two and the group three element, and again between the group 15 and the group 16 element, is repeated in other periods too. 
So if you're asked to predict ionization energy or sketch a graph of it for period two, for example, please bear that in mind that you will get that same shape. Now, the last thing we're going to talk about on ionization energies is successive ionization energies. As well as the first ionization energy, we're now going to consider the second, third, fourth, and so on. What do we mean by those? Well, the second ionization energy is the energy required to remove a mole of electrons from a mole of gaseous one plus ions. So for example, converting a mole of magnesium plus gaseous ions into magnesium two plus gaseous ions by removing an electron from each of them. And likewise, the third ionization energy is the energy required to remove one mole of electrons from a mole of gaseous two plus ions. So using magnesium again as our example, this would be where we're converting gaseous magnesium two plus ions into gaseous magnesium three plus ions by again removing one electron from each of those ions. So we can get a set of ionization energies for particular elements. We could have the first, second, third, fourth, etc. ionization energies for any particular element. And these will be in kilojoules per mole, of course. And looking at that data for a particular element, it's interesting to see the difference between one ionization energy and the successive one, the next one. At some point in that sequence of data, there'll be a step change in ionization energies much bigger difference between one ionization and the next than for any of the other differences in the sequence. And that happens where all the electrons from the outer shell have been removed and then the first electron from the next shell within is being removed. That takes a lot more energy of course because removing an electron from the second shell is going to require much more energy than removing an electron from the third shell just because a lower energy shell much closer to that nucleus to that positive charge the electron will be attracted to that nucleus much more strongly. So let's consider an example and we're going to use magnesium again. So the first four ionization energies of magnesium in kilojoules per mole are approximately 900, 1800, 15,000 and 21,000. Let's think about the gaps between those. So between the first and second ionization energies, there's a gap of about 900 kilojoules per mole. Between the second and third ionization energies, it's about 13,000 kilojoules per mole. And between the third and fourth, it's about 6,000 kilojoules per mole difference. So the biggest change, the step change, is between the second and the third ionization energies. Now that makes sense as magnesium has two electrons in the third shell. So the third ionization energy relates to removing the first electron from shell two, which as we've mentioned is lower energy and much closer to the nucleus and therefore that electron requires much more energy to remove it. What's this mean? Well, it means that your understanding of this might be tested in an exam question or an assignment. And it would be tested by giving you a sequence of ionization energies for an unidentified element and asking you to predict which element it is or at least which group that element is in. So how would you do that? Well, you would first look at the difference between the first and the second, the second and the third, third and the fourth, ionization energies and so on. Look at the changes in ionization energy from first to second, second to third and so on throughout the sequence of ionization energies that you're given in your question. 
So you'll be able to identify where the step change is, where that biggest difference in ionization energy occurs. Then you know that's the point at which the outer shell has been emptied of electrons and the first electron from the next shell within is being removed. That tells you how many electrons were in atoms for this element. And that, of course, tells you which group the element is in. And if they've told you which period the element is in, then you can identify the element too, not just the group. That sort of question comes up quite often in exams. That might seem quite a useless thing to be able to do, but it does come up quite commonly in exams. So do learn how to do that, do practice that. Okay, let's summarize what we've talked about today. So we talked about what we mean by ionization energy and first ionization energy. First ionization energy is the amount of energy required to remove one mole of electrons from one mole of gaseous atoms of an element. Then we looked at the trend in first ionizations across period three. And we talked about the reasons for the general trend and the little stutters in the trend as well. We talked about the slight reduction in energy required when an electron has been taken from a p orbital instead of an s orbital and the slight reduction when an electron was being taken from a p-orbital that had two electrons in, as opposed to a p-orbital that only had one electron in. We talked about the effect of the repulsion of those two electrons together. And then we talked about successive ionization energies for particular elements. We noted that there is a huge change in energy when we start taking electrons from an inner shell. And we also talked about how we could use the, any data we were given about successive ionization energies in order to identify the element that we're being asked about. I hope this has been useful to you. I hope this whole series has been useful to you too. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to episodes 25 through 27, where we talk about the other trends in periodicity as well. Always like to hear from you, so please do get in touch if you have further questions or you have suggestions. That would be great to hear from you. The best way to do so is to contact me on Instagram. It's at Chemistry Made Simple. Or you can email me and it's Matthew at chemistrymadesimple.net. I'm looking forward to you joining me in the next episode too. Until then, look after yourself and goodbye.